You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello. Welcome back to the Crypto Canucks cast, where we talk all things blockchain and cryptocurrency. Today, we have Smarth. He is a young gentleman who is part of the Knowledge Society. And you might be asking yourself, what is the Knowledge Society? Well, it exists to prepare young people to become leaders in the industry. The learning space is optimized for creativity, collaboration, and ambition. And you'll hear in this interview, he is definitely ambitious. They focus on cutting edge topics, innovative mindsets, next generation learning, building global leaders, collaborative workspaces, and a network of world-class mentors. If you wanna know more about the Knowledge Society, go to thesociety.com or you could just listen to this interview. Here we go. Hello, Buns. Welcome to uh, another episode of the now named Crypto Canucks Cast. I've decided. I've put. I've made an executive decision. Um, yeah. So today. We are here with a very special guest. You know what? Actually, I'm going to let you introduce yourself so people cool. can, uh, can you know, get used to your voice. And uh, mm-hmm. you can probably explain what you do better than I could possibly explain what you do because I don't really know anything. So why don't you go ahead? So I'm Samarth. I'm 15 years old and I'm part of the Knowledge Society, which is essentially a human accelerator. Um, and they essentially expose us to next-gen topics like AI, blockchain, quantum computing, nanotech, and things like that. Uh, technologies that will like, shape our future. And we go really deep into topics that we are passionate about and aim to be thought leaders um, in these fields. Okay, that's already crazy because <laughs> you are double my age and I barely understand half those words. So uh, <clears throat> why don't you tell me, first of all, uh, how does a 15 year old get involved in these things? Like how, how did you come across it to begin with? Yeah. So it's actually all because of the knowledge society. They exposed me to this at one of our sessions. Yeah. Um, they went super deep into blockchain. Uh, we all got a really good understanding of it. And from then on, I was just super passionate about it. And I just like, it just sparked. How did you find the knowledge society to begin with? Cause I mean, I obviously like it helps you they're introducing you to things, you know, like you said, at an accelerated rate and it's going to, you know, you're probably much further along than most other 15 year olds. But like, how did you get that advantage to begin with? So I was wondering like what I'm going to do this year um, in the summer last year. Like I was thinking like I want to do something really cool. I was in a couple of programs, but I didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was super passionate about technology. Yeah. So I was looking for like innovation programs in Toronto and things like that. And then I came across the Knowledge Society, applied, did the interview, and then got in. And yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was an application process. Yes. Well, it beats the hell out of uh, working at a movie theater, which is what I did when I was 15. (laughs) So um, I understand that you are doing a lot of learning and work in the uh, sort of crypto space or the the blockchain space, I guess. Maybe not crypto. Uh, why don't you tell me some of the things that you've kind of worked on with the Knowledge Society? 
Yeah, so mainly in the blockchain space, as you mentioned. So on the development side of things, I've done courses on like Udemy. Uh, I did the BlockGeeks courses and things like that. And then after that, I wanted to apply my knowledge, uh, find some problems, and then create solutions using blockchain uh, for those problems. So one of the problems that I came across was for most medical records and how they're very centralized. And I thought that if you're traveling, you should be able to own your own medical records and know that they're secure. So I, I created a Ethereum smart contract um, and then converted it into a decentralized application by adding the user interface and all these other things. And I created it so it's decentralized, so you, you own your own medical data. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's crazy. You did this yourself. Mm -hmm. I did it with a friend. That's... Again, I'm, I'm blown away. So uh, of all the things that you've learned in this program, is, is your sort of big takeaway or the thing that you enjoy the most working with blockchain? Yeah, um, actually it's blockchain and AI. Um, after blockchain, like I was just developing and developing and I was thinking like, can I intersect blockchain with another really cool exponential technology? And a lot of my friends were in AI from the, from the Knowledge Society and it seemed really, really fascinating. I didn't know too much about it at the time. So I was like, why not? I might as well, like worst case scenario, I just learned something new about something really cool. Right. So I did a couple courses again, uh, learned to code like neural networks and things like that. Um, now working on like the intersection between blockchain and AI. Right. It's not going so well, but I'm still figuring a couple things out before I move forward. Well, I think that that's how any sort of innovation happens. You got to stumble a couple of times before you, exactly. before you get it right. Now, why don't you kind of talk to me a little bit about uh, AI and machine learning? Because all I really know is uh, Google has that crazy app where I draw a picture and it tells me what <laughs> I drew. Yeah. So maybe you can inform me a little bit better than that. Yeah. So that's that's called a neural network. Um, basically, it mimics how the brain functions. And yeah, that's a that's a that's essentially an image classification. Yeah. And basically, what I'm working on is like using that, but to solve some real world problems, like recognizing digits is pretty cool, but yeah. I'm trying to apply that technology to solve some problems. So what kind of problems would you ideally, I mean, I, I know you don't have the answers yet, but mm -hmm. what kind of, the, what are the problems that you're looking at that you would really want to solve? Cause I mean, you mentioned medical records was a thing that you, you thought was outdated and it wasn't being done right. What are the, some of the other problems you see? I'm kind of interested because you are our future essentially. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to know how we fucked things up, you know? <laughs> so actually I built out a solution with a couple of friends recently. Basically we ha we found a data set of uh cancer tumors, some that are cancerous and some that are not, and basically we created an image classification that would determine which ones are and not. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so that that was way deeper than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> You're going to use computers to uh, help eradicate cancer. I like it. Detect cancer, yeah. So you you're really um sort of interested in the medical world it seems yeah i yeah i think that there's a lot of opportunity um in the medical field mm -hmm. to really to make it like way better than it currently is do you find that it's it's behind as opposed to like some other fields or is it just like what is it about medicine that you think really attracts you to that and technology i've always just like kind of had a passion in medicine and in general like CT scans because my dad's a doctor so I saw a lot of CT scans growing up and they just like really fascinated me because you could see the image inside of you without actually like cutting yourself open right which is really cool so and then my passion for technology was also growing so I like kind of just combined the two so you mentioned your dad was a doctor did he did he want you to be a doctor or is he is he a technologist as well 
So like basically my whole family is super passionate about technology. Yeah. Um, they don't really force me into being a doctor. They're just letting me follow my passion. And, and blockchain seems to be the thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me throw some hypotheticals at you. Oh, actually, before we get there, let's talk about blockchain a little bit. You, do you think it's the, it's the future of technology? And if so, this is a leading question because I know you're going to say yes. If so, why? Why blockchain? Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, going to be the future. But I think there's more than just the cryptocurrency aspect of blockchain itself. Like, for example, the medical records, that's just completely different compared to cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. And it, ha- it unleashes like a whole new level of applications. And I think that once people start to realize that, it's it's going to become like really big. Now, I think for a lot of people, uh, not everyone listening to this, obviously, but I think for a lot of people, the, the two cryptocurrency and blockchain are a little bit synonymous. So why don't you kind of speak a little bit about blockchain and and how else it can be used outside of currency? Okay. Yeah. So an example is within supply chain. Mm-hmm. So being able to track exactly where your orders are coming from, when they are, where they are at any given time. That's super big because, for example, in the pharmaceutical industry, billions of dollars are being lost because of counterfeit drugs. I actually built out that solution as well. Um, yeah, that's another application. One more is voting. So decentralized voting, knowing mm-hmm. that all votes are secure and they're accurate without any speculations. So um, you, the idea is that, that um, decentralization makes the thing more secure? Is that... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because uh, I think a lot of people, when they hear that like all this stuff is going to be spread out along all of these places, they, they're more afraid as opposed to less afraid of, of it being stored in one secured location. How do you kind of, uh, how do you suggest we kind of allay people of these fears? Because, you know, it's a new technology. Not a lot of people understand it. I know you're young and you're, you're hungry for it, but like us old people, you know, we get scared easy. So, yeah, I think one part is just really understanding the technology itself. Yeah. Like if you really, if you have a really strong understanding, you'll start to grasp like the concepts and like actually know why it's actually going to help us and push us forward rather than slow us down. Do they teach any of you at, excuse me, do they teach this to you in schools at all? Or is it something that you've learned on your own? This is all outside of school. Um, With the Knowledge Society, they expose us to that. And as soon as I found a passion, like the same day I was working on a course and throughout that week I finished that course and then just like kept on building upon that. What kind of, what other stuff does the Knowledge Society do? I mean, uh, I know that you spoke about your part of it, but you also mentioned that they have like an AI section. What other things are they involved in? So it's like all exponential technologies. Um, each week we cover a new technology or a global problem. So for example, the housing crisis, energy crisis, poverty, things like that. And we, we, we're exposed to this problem. We go find opportunities and find solutions to these problems. Or in the technology side, we just go super deep into whatever we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. They, they just like spark the interest in us. And then it's our like, it's our own interest that will take us further. What other interesting solutions have you seen there? Because I imagine that, you know, you're working with a bunch of people and you're, you know, they're showing you their projects, you're showing them yours. What other kind of uh, interesting things have you, you know, has really stuck with you? Yeah, so there's a lot of really, really cool projects, especially in AI, like quantum computing, um, nanotechnology, just in general, like improving solar, solar cells with nanotechnology, quantum computing to solve super important problems. 
things like that. It's just insane. That that sounds insane. <laughs> uh, so essentially, by the time you're like 18, you're gonna be ready to go. You're gonna be, you know, one of the one of the leaders of industry, probably. You and your 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 classmates at uh, at this program. Um, ideally, you know, when you're done school and you're you have all this knowledge and you're ready to solve the world's problems, what would you like to be doing? So I want to run my own company, um, but it's going to be like a company that's targeted towards these problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically what I want to do. Yeah. I'm actually going to do that like very soon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So mainly uh, medical technology, you think? or I'm not too sure. Um, I'm interested in energy as well. Yeah. So I think maybe healthcare, energy, something along those lines. Oh, you're going to save the world, man. <laughs> Yeah, right now I'm actually exploring nanotechnology with a friend. Uh, we're working on a project where we're sequencing genes using nanotechnology um, to basically optimize personalized medications. Whoa. Yeah. So how, okay, from a very basic level, uh, how do you kind of, it, it, how do I put this? Because I'm not, I'm not a nanotechnologist, nor am I... Uh, a uh, a pharmacist but like how how do you from from the gene sequence then compute that to the the medication that they need how, how do you like make that connection right so there's various algorithms that we can run uh, machine learning algorithms actually that we can run on this sequence data mm -hmm. and we can determine from that data which medications work best for that for that person itself right for example if i take tylenol you take tylenol we, we don't know like if like, we'll have different results of course maybe it doesn't work well for me maybe it works super well for you we're not too, we're not too sure yeah so if someone's ill then we actually don't know if their medications that they're taking is working for them and how do you how do you guys get this data to begin with like where does it come from the data sets i mean i, I assume people have to opt in but like how where do you find the people how does it come in Right. So right now we're focusing mainly on the hardware part and our, our sequencing device is going to be basically collecting this data from the person itself. Yeah. Uh, we're figuring out the input. So a hair follicle, like spit sample or whatever. Yeah. And from that data, then it can be analyzed. And I imagine, obviously, the more people that opt into this, the more accurate it will be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's on the that's on the, the, the algorithmic side of it. We're mainly focusing on the hardware uh, side. Right. Well, I mean, it all sounds pretty crazy to me and are you confident like how how far away do you think something like this is from not like full-time use but at least trial you know like not that i'm gonna hold you to it but mm -hmm. i'm just kind of curious um like is it am i gonna be able to use it to save my life in my lifetime or what maybe yeah i think so um depending on if it works or not right now we've ran a simulation using visual molecular dynamics which is a software where you can test out how molecules react with different environments and it's been working through the simulation right now we're just reaching out for like lab access like nanotechnology uh, manufacturing like just in general so we can get a prototype built wow that's crazy man i'm i'm so blown away that uh you're so motivated at age 15, not even just motivated, but like you, you clearly have the knowledge as well. It's not just that you want to learn, but you're, you're already in it. Mm -hmm. Um, is everyone at the program as, as driven? Do you think that like are, are all of you of the same interest level? Yeah, I definitely think so. Everyone has the drive mm -hmm. to succeed and like make a huge impact in the world. So we're all working like, it must be a great networking place too. I mean, definitely you, yeah, by the time you guys are all 30, you're going to like know all the people who are running the world, essentially. 
you're gonna be one of the illuminati i, I, I better add you on linkedin now <laughs> uh well that's still a thing that people do um okay well let's talk a little bit about the uh blockchain crypto space because uh, i know that you do a lot of work there but are there any pro uh projects that you find interesting that are going on right now like in the world you know like anything that you've seen that you're like i'm into this i like aeon uh what they're doing right now connecting different blockchains so you can verify transactions from different blockchains i think that's really really cool because we have a bunch of these blockchains and cryptocurrencies but in a way, they're still kind of centralized because there's so many of them. So what Aeon's doing is like bridging them all together, which is super cool. That's interesting. So it's kind of like a universal. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, I mean, maybe this is the same question, but if you could be working anywhere right now, other than your own company, <laughs> where would you want to work? See, it's interesting because everyone else that we've, we've spoken to already works somewhere. So you're the first person that that I've been able to speak to that can potentially have their pick of anywhere they want. So if you could work anywhere other than starting your own business, where would you like to work? That's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, the world is your oyster. You know, you want to get some experience under your belt before you branch out and save the world. What would be the company you think? Like, is it a, is it a Google? Is it a Microsoft? Is it, is it a Facebook? Or is it something, you know, totally out there that I don't even know about? you know yeah i think it'd be google google yeah i think it'd be google i really like their environment their working environment um especially in san francisco it's just amazing yeah yeah okay so you want the whole you want the whole shebang the big campus <laughs> the the breakfast and the massages and i don't know what else goes on in there but that's awesome man mm -hmm. well i think that uh, you will definitely have your your pick of the place uh once it once the time comes, because I don't know how many 15 year olds are really all that gung ho about machine learning and, and AI and nanotechnology and all these things that, uh, you know, I'm going to need to look up in a dictionary <laughs> when we're done. Um, are there any final words that you want to give us uh, before we wrap up here? Anything you want to tell us about the program, about what you got going on? Yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about the Knowledge Society a little bit more. Yeah. So apart from all these exponential technologies and problems, they go into things that will kind of shape us to be very well prepared for the world. For example, like presentation skills, networking, going to conferences and things like that. So we're kind of, we're trying, they're basically making us well-rounded in almost every aspect. Yeah. Uh, keeping us updated with technology, networking skills. We have like networking simulations there. We're like, pre like go through one-liners and things like that. What to say, and yeah, that's all just very helpful. How's that going? Like, what, do you prefer the the networking simulations or do you prefer, you know, getting your hands dirty with the code and, and all that sort of stuff? I think, I don't mind either. I really like both. Yeah. I think it's important to work on both as well because if you can't communicate an idea, then the idea, like there's no point, like, the idea is worthless. Like you need to be able to communicate as well as be able to program it. This is a new breed of programmer right here. Most of the most of the people that I've dealt with my entire life is just one side or the other, mm -hmm. but it seems like it seems like you got both. Okay, well I got a couple of questions for you. Uh, if people wanted to get involved, you know, so let's just say that there's a 14 year old out there, 13 year old, whatever, listening to this and they're saying, I want to be a part of this society. How do they go about doing it? Is so it they have a website. Um, you can apply through their website, mm -hmm. and then once you apply, uh, they'll look at how you answered certain questions. They look for like who you are. They ask you a couple questions like, what's your favorite company that's working on some really cool innovations? 
Um, then if they select you, then you'll be asked to interview, get an interview by them. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll ask you like certain questions in the interviews. And then after that, they'll shortlist f- a few more and then you'll be in the program. What kind of questions did they ask you? I don't know if you're allowed to tell me, but if uh, you are. They just ask you like pretty open-ended questions. There's mm-hmm. not really like a right answer to these questions. It's just they look at the way you think. Yeah. It's just all about thought process. Yeah. Well, it seems like you got the stuff, man. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, I say keep up the good work. And uh, as soon as you have other innovations, you know, as soon as you start that other company, whatever it is, just uh, hit us up and come back on and tell us about it because uh, I'm sure that there are big things to come. Uh, you're uh, as knowledgeable a uh, person as anyone else that we've had on the show, and you're at least half everyone's age. So, um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, very impressive. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Knowledge Society, pretty crazy, man. Yeah, really? Will you be attending any other events anytime soon? or? Yeah, so I'm, like, going to, like, a lot of these blockchain meetups. Um, I'm looking around for, like, AI events, a couple, like, biotech events, things like that. All right, well, thanks for coming in and chatting, and, uh, like I said, definitely. Yeah, for sure. That was great. Like I said at the top of the show, if you want to know more, go to thesociety.com. Also, shout out to Crypto Canucks for lining up these amazing interviews for us. And shout out to our mothership, Buns. If you've got something to trade, or you just want to know what's going on in your city, go to buns.com. That's B-U-N-Z.com or the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Search for Buns, download and start using the app. You can also earn cryptocurrency that you can spend in your city. Have fun, guys.